my brain made me feel like I didn't fit in, like I wasn't good enough, like I didn't have the clothes, and I just felt like I was lesser than, and I shouldn't have been there, and I shouldn't have been invited, and how was I invited to this thing? And I started texting Phil, and I was like, I'm going to go hide in the bathroom. Can you believe, as a 45-year-old woman who is accomplished and intelligent, that I am going to hide in the bathroom? Welcome everyone. In case you are new to the podcast, I would like to take a moment to introduce myself and why I decided as a busy working mom to find the time to put this together. When I was in my late thirties, after working as a surgical physician assistant for about 13 years, I found myself severely burned out. This affected my relationships, my work, my mental, and ultimately my physical health. I felt like I didn't have time to breathe, let alone the time to find the resources to help me out of my burnout cycle. I did find a way out that has led me to a more fulfilled and joyful life. I would like to be a resource for you to do the same. I will walk you through simple steps to integrate into your busy day to help you move out of the burnout cycle. Even if you feel like you don't have time to breathe, you can do this. If I can do it, literally anybody can. Please note, because I am nowhere near perfect, I may slip up and use an occasional minor curse word for emphasis or due to raw emotion. Please be aware. Thank you so much for being here. Let's break the burnout cycle together. Are you looking for another great podcast? So if you're recovering from burnout, you're starting to learn your self-worth, you want to negotiate for higher salary and become a financially free PA, A great podcast to tune into is called The PA Is In. It's hosted by Tracy Bingaman, who is such a lovely human and has taught me so much as a PA. It's a podcast by PAs for PAs where boundaries reign and common sense is making a comeback. You'll hear from thought leaders in medicine about legislative updates, optimal team practice, and how to heal as a whole person. Be sure to add the PA is in to your queue and tune in to the latest episode. Hey, everyone, welcome back. So you'll have to excuse my nasally voice on the podcast today because I am getting over my first bout of COVID, if you can believe it. I made it all the way through this pandemic, I worked on my nutrition, I worked on keeping myself healthy, and wouldn't you know it, I got my first bout of COVID, and man, it was hell of a bout. So I'm still getting over it, so please excuse my nasally voice, but I am so glad to be on the mend. I thought I would lighten it up this podcast because sometimes I think I get really heavy and I love telling stories. So I want to tell you all two stories that recently happened to me that just show the growth of my brain and honestly, where my brain still reverts to and where I still have room for growth. So one of the things I heard a lot of growing up was make sure you're exercising and making sure you're eating right, because that will help you be a healthy adult. What nobody told me is that the wiring in your brain is important to pay attention to also. And if you don't pay attention to that wiring, and what I mean by wiring is 
things that wire together get stronger. It's almost like bicep curls for your muscle. This wiring in your brain gets stronger and stronger if you continue to do the bicep curls. If this wiring in your brain is your critic coming out and yelling at you, that gets stronger and stronger and stronger. If it is practicing self-compassion, that gets stronger and stronger and stronger. But nobody told me you have to practice these things, nor had I ever heard of self-critic or self-compassion prior to five years ago. Part of this podcast is that I want to get these concepts out because nobody told me I had to do these things for my brain in order to feel better, be a whole human and be as healthy as I can be. And so let me tell you a couple stories that recently happened. So I recently went to a conference called Society of Surgical Oncology. My surgeon was presenting and we had some residents that were presenting. And at the last minute, my surgeon invited me to come to experience this. And it's the latest and greatest research in surgical oncology. It's super interesting. There's a ton of science, super smart people. This is my surgeon's world. She is well known. She knows people there. People are grabbing her, talking to her about her research. I mean, this is her world. I mean, she's just this incredible human being. And so I go and I enjoy the science and I really love it. But you can see like this, these are her people. This is what she loves. And so it was just, it was great because I felt like, you know, I was the mom taking pictures of her at the podium, taking pictures of the resident at the podium and sending them to them all and making sure they could share them on Twitter. And it was fun. So my surgeon, when she invited me, she said, hey, you know, there's this dinner Friday night. I want to make sure you get an invite to it. And it's it was for the Duke Surgical Oncology people that were at this conference. And so I was like, sure, yeah, I'd love, you know, free dinner. Great. And so I get an invite to the dinner. It's a couple blocks away from the hotel and it's fairly fancy. And so, you know, I I don't really get super fancy anymore. I wear what I am comfortable in and I was walking a few blocks, so I wasn't in heels. And I just got there. People were in dresses and heels and and it immediately puts me in a space of, oh, I should have worn something else or, you know, I I don't. I don't have the right clothes or, and immediately when I start thinking these things, it starts pulling me back to middle school, right? Like when you feel uncomfortable because like, you're like, I don't have the right clothes. What are people thinking about me? Right? And so my brain, that wiring reverted back. And so I talked to a few people, but then people were kind of getting into their groups, meaning the breast surgeons were talking to the breast surgeons and the hepatobiliary surgeons were talking to the hepatobiliary surgeons. And so I just didn't really have a place to be. And I got a drink and then I got some food and I kind of was on my own and I was kind of nodding at people, but I really wasn't in engaged in a conversation and I felt really kind of silly. I started texting Phil and I was like, I'm going to go hide in the bathroom. Can you believe as a 45-year-old woman who is accomplished and intelligent that I am going to hide in the bathroom because I don't have people to talk to and I feel uncomfortable. Like this seems totally insane to me, but my brain, because I haven't worked on this wiring, because I don't really have that many places to work on it, 
my brain made me feel like I didn't fit in, like I wasn't good enough, like I didn't have the clothes and I didn't have because I wasn't a physician. That was the other thing is that I was the only non-physician there, which was a stumbling block in my mind. I just felt like I was lesser than and I shouldn't have been there and I shouldn't have been invited. And how was I invited to this thing? And all these things kept going through my head. And then somebody came in the bathroom and I had to leave. So I walked back in. And this is after talking to Phil too. I was texting him and he goes, he goes, are you kidding me, babe? Get in there. He's like, he's like, you belong there just as much as anybody else. And so I went back in and I joined a conversation and it was all in my head. Nobody cared about my clothes. Everybody knew who I was. Everybody was okay with me being there. No big deal. But in my head, I had made it a big deal. Those are brain circuits I'm going to have to work on because I have not worked on them yet. And I don't often get thrown into a situation like that. Very interesting to me. (laughs) Just very interesting that I can zoom back to feeling like I'm in middle school so fast. And my goodness, it was insane. So the other story I wanted to tell, which I did have a brain breakthrough, is I got back from this conference and I was tired. It had been a long weekend of fitting in a lot of stuff. And so I get in my car and it's around lunchtime on Sunday and I am so excited to see my family. I literally got in the car and sometimes I do things like this. I'm like, hey car, how are you? Oh my gosh, you're still here. Like, let's start up and let's get home, you know? And so I was super excited. I was so, so happy to get in my car and be on my way home and be within 10 minutes of my door. I was so excited. And so, you know, I'm in this dimly lit basement part of the garage at the airport. And I was backing out like super cautiously because I was like, man, I can't, it just couldn't like see really well. And it was I was just checking my backup camera, like making sure no cars were coming. And I hear this like noise. I'm like, what is that noise? And I look over and I immediately slam on the brakes. And as I'm looking over, I am tearing off the passenger mirror to my car on this huge cement post. And I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So I put it in drive and I pull forward and I put it in park and I walk around the car and I'm like, oh my gosh, this mirror, my passenger side mirror is now just in total wreckage. I mean, I couldn't have wrecked this thing more if I took a baseball bat to it. I mean, it was just hanging on by the wire that connects it to the car. And so I didn't have anything to cut the wire and I, you know, it's a live wire. So then I was like, I don't know if I, I don't even know if I should cut it, if I shouldn't cut it. I didn't know what to exactly what to do. So I just made sure that once I got on the highway, this thing wasn't going to fly off, like pieces and parts of it weren't going to start flying off and hitting other cars. And so it all looked stable enough that it would hold on for the 10 minute ride on the highway home. So I get in the car and I just started laughing. I just, I, I was, I started laughing. And so I, I you know, pulled out very carefully, not hitting the cement post. And I, <laughs> I called Phil and I was laughing and I was like, you'll never guess what I just did. And he was like, what? And I was like, I just, 
I just completely demolished my driver's side mirror. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm fine. Like I, there was a cement post I parked next to and it was in my blind spot. So I couldn't see it in any of my mirrors or my backup camera when I was pulling out. And I just, I, I just started turning the car like it wasn't there. And I was like, I just wrecked the side mirror. And he was like, he was like, oh my gosh, you know, and I was laughing and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good. Like I'll be home in a little bit. We'll figure it out. And I think the greatest part about it is on the highway. I mean, this thing was hitting my car. It was like, and I, (laughs) it just, I kept giggling because it was so comical to me that this mirror was like hanging off my car. I was so tired. I just wanted to get home. I had gotten in the car in like such an upbeat, like, hey car, how you doing? And then I like proceed to like tear this mirror off my car. What's really interesting about this, and I posted this on Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've already heard this story. But in the past, and I mean, about five years ago, before I started practicing rewiring my brain, this would have been the end of my world. I would have been like, I'm an idiot. I can't believe I did that. How am I so stupid? How could I have possibly have done that? Now I'm going to have to pay money. I'm going to have to take my car in. I'm going to have, and I would have gone down the whole road of predicting the future and what was going to happen and how awful it was going to be and how awful I was because I did this and it was my fault and I'm such an idiot. And I would have completely beat myself up and I wouldn't have just beat myself up for like a moment. It would have been the rest of the day and the rest of the next day and probably into the next week and probably until after it was fixed and I had finally forgotten and moved on about it. It's amazing to me that that is where the wiring of my brain was. And even though I said to myself, man, like that sucks. I can't believe I did that. I never called myself like an idiot. Like I didn't get to the point where I was just like, wow, you suck. I didn't get there. And that's huge for me. I I laughed about it. And what's really huge for me is recognizing that I'm going to, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to knock a car mirror off my car, or I'm going to, I might drop my phone and the phone might break, or I might, you know, rip a hole in my pants or get a huge stain on my shirt that doesn't come out and it will ruin the shirt. These are things that I feel like I can't do because if I do, then I'm, there's something wrong with me. Like I'm not, I'm not good enough. I I shouldn't own nice things because if I'm going to do these things too, it's like, no, these things are going to happen. This is normal life. This is normal. Perfection which is what I'm striving for, or I used to strive for, is not normal. And criticizing myself when I'm not being perfect is not normal. I have to offer myself compassion. I have to know that these things happen and it's okay and I'll get it fixed. And you know what's really super interesting about this is that in the past, I would have been so ashamed of this that I wouldn't have wanted to talk about it with anybody. I wouldn't have, I would have wanted to get it fixed as soon as I possibly could so nobody saw this janky mirror hanging off the side of my car. And you know what? Now I don't care. 
And because I posted it on Instagram, my neighbor up the street saw it and was like, oh my gosh, my daughter just did the same thing on our car. And we have the same car. And she's like, we fixed it. We ordered the part offline. My husband can help you fix it if you want. Here's his cell phone number if you need any help. I had never even thought about fixing it myself. And now I'm like, yeah, I can order this part and and do it myself. Like I watched a YouTube video on it and I called my brother who's a mechanic. He's like, yeah, you can do it yourself. It's amazing to me what it opened up to me, which it wouldn't have opened up if I had been closed down about it and ashamed about it and not wanted to talk about it. And you know what's really funny is that I haven't even ordered the part yet because I had COVID. And you know what? I don't care. And it's funny because now I'm kind of driving around town and I'm like, yeah, you better not mess with me. You see my mirror? You see my janky mirror? Like, I'll mess you up. <laughs> like, it's like kind of a joke now. I'm like, it's, I've gotten it to a place where it's totally stable on my car. We've, we've taped it. We've zip tied it. It's, it's all there. I can almost use the mirror actually and see cars like in my, in my passenger mirror. So it's, it's actually working right now. So I don't have this pressure to get it fixed. And it's great because in the past, my pressure to get it fixed would have been me being ashamed of it. And it's like, I'm not ashamed of it. I messed up my mirror and I'm going to get it fixed when I have time. It's going to fit into my schedule now. I really hope these stories hit home for you because I think we all have that inner seventh grader, middle schooler that feels uncomfortable. And maybe we've pushed them aside really hard. And we know we don't have to go back to middle school, so no big deal. But I definitely got thrown into that situation and I hadn't worked on those brain circuits. So that was just something I wanted to throw out there because it's really vulnerable for me to tell y'all that I'm 45 and I still feel this way. I still feel like I don't belong in some rooms and I still feel like I don't I don't dress right or I, I'm not good enough to be in these rooms, you know, and, and that's stuff I need to work on. And then, you know, it's amazing to me to be able to say this brain science works and I am living proof of it after practicing for years about self-compassion and, and seeing things in a different light, how this mirror thing really would have messed me up in the past. And now it it was like nothing. It wasn't a big deal. So anyway, I always put these out there. I hope they help. I hope you got a chuckle out of them. I hope it resonated with you. And, you know, I love you all so much. And I'm so glad that you show up for yourselves and you show up here and you listen to this. And I hope it moves you forward. Take care, y'all. And we'll see you next week. No matter how hard I try, I still have stress in my life. And I know this translates into inflammation in my body at the cellular level. This oxidative stress ages my cells far faster than the years I've actually been on this earth. So to combat this, I take a little yellow activator. It's five all natural ingredients in pill form that when combined together have a synergistic effect that help reduce the amount of oxidative stress on your cells by an average of 40% in 30 days. I was skeptical when I heard this, but this research was reproduced by Harvard, Ohio State, and others. I have been taking this for over a year now and have noticed increased energy, improved sleep, less aches and pains, and it takes me less time to recover from activities I don't do every day. So when we go skiing, I'm not as sore. 
I'm not recommending these supplements as a medical provider. I'm recommending these as a person who has seen great results and that hopes you may have improved health also. Please do your research and check with your medical provider prior to starting any supplementation. If you're really enjoying this podcast, head on over to Apple and give me a rating and review, and also click that follow button so that you know when the next podcast comes out. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. The information, opinion, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast is not to be considered professional advice. Before starting any change in physical, mental, or dietary practice, you should consult your medical provider.